Is it true you have to earn your way to God? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Ramin Parsa, who grew up Muslim and felt like he had to earn favor from Allah. You know, there are so many religions and even denominations where people grow up feeling inadequate and unable to reach or attain God, Mm. that they're too dirty, they've messed up, and they try to actually work their way to God. If I do something good, that will outweigh the bad. I know from my life, I grew up here in America, and I believe there was a God, but I never felt good enough, and I wanted to earn my way. Somehow, how can I get to God despite all my failures? Yeah, I think many people, no matter what religion people are in, they have this innate feeling like they have to earn credit. Like if I'm a good person, then I will get to God and I will go to heaven. Mm -hmm. But what the Bible says is something that is quite different. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. You know, what's amazing about the Christian faith, it is very different than all other faiths. Mm-hmm. Because there isn't like a point system to try to get to heaven yeah. or to get to God. No one can earn their way to God. You can only receive the gift and open it. You know what Mm -hmm, I mean? mm -hmm. That's why I love Christmas. Right. It doesn't matter. You know, people think, well, if you're good, Santa Claus will give you something good. I mean, gosh, we even built it into that culture right there. Yep. But with Christianity, it doesn't work that way. It's not how good you are that gets you to God. It's that you believe in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins, Mm -hmm. paid our way. It's a gift now. So you can't boast and say, look, I'm a good person or that person is a bad person, but Mm -hmm. I'm better. Therefore, I get heaven. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Yeah. And Christianity is simply a gift. Open it up and receive it. And call out to Jesus and say, save me. Because when we realize that we can't do it in our own strength and there's no way to God, that is the place to be where we can say, okay, God, I need you. Help me. You know, and how relieving it is to know that salvation is a gift of God and that we don't have to earn it because that just takes all the pressure off in faith and in practicing faith. Mm -hmm. So if you are one of those people like I was where you're struggling to reach God, just say, Jesus, I receive the gift of salvation. Let's hear from Ramin after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Ramin Parsa, and he grew up in Iran as a devout Muslim along with his family, and he started to lose his faith and wondered what the meaning of life was. And we're going to find out how his life got radically changed. Let's welcome to the show, Ramin. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes. So I understand that you grew up doing all of the devout ways of the Muslim lifestyle, praying five times a day, and your mom was very devout. Can you tell me a little bit about that? 
Yes, so I grew up in Iran as a Shiite Muslim. My whole family were Muslims. We used to go to mosque and pray. My mom, you know, would get up early in the morning before sunrise and pray, and we did the same. We were told if we do those things, we would get points to go to heaven, and more of those kind of rituals we would do, we get points, and eventually we might maybe go to heaven. So my family and I were really on a treadmill trying to earn these points. We were trying to earn God's love and the love that we always wanted. But we didn't know how to get it. And we were like doing those rituals, praying five times a day, fasting in Ramadan, trying to get those points to go to heaven. And it was a flat failure. How did you feel at that time as far as trying to reach God, but unsure if he even knew what you were doing or if he could accept you? Well, we always felt condemned and guilty and we never knew how we'd done everything right or enough. And we always feel guilty and ashamed that we're not good enough for God. And the God of Islam, Allah seemed so distant in helping, but he was so present in punishing. So I remember that every time a bad thing happened to us or a tragedy happened, people would say, oh, maybe Allah is punishing you. Or maybe you have done something wrong and Allah is punishing you. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we would cry for hours and for days and for months for answer to our prayers and not even close. Mm-hmm. So that seemed that God is very hard to reach and very distant. Yeah. Now, I understand you did go through some hard times in life and you started to really lose faith. Tell me about that. Yes. When I was 16 years old, I was going to a wedding, my cousin's wedding. And on the way, I was with some relatives in the car. And then the Sharia law police pulled the car over. And then they smelled the alcohol. And it's mm-hmm. illegal to have alcohol, to possess it, to drink it. And I didn't have any alcohol. I was 16 years old. And they took us to a confinement. They took all our clothes off, bare naked, and mm-hmm. poured cold water on us. And they began to whip us with a slash. And that was a turning point in my life that after being tortured there and being humiliated there, when we came out of the jail, we went to the court and we had to pay a fine. And after that, I began to question Islam and question the meaning of Islam. Is this the truth? Because I always was told, you know, that Islam is good, but these people make it look bad. I remember I used to go to school at age 11. I saw people being executed publicly, hanging from a crane. And they told me, oh, those are infidels and those are bad people. And when I was going to school, you know, in the school, every morning they forced us to curse Israel and America every morning. That's how we grew up. And when it happened to myself, I became the victim of the same ideology. I began to really question the meaning of this ideology and I began to question Islam. And I did a deep study and I began to intentionally read and intentionally pay attention. And I saw so much darkness in Islam. I saw so much oppression. I saw so much commandments of killing and fight and jihad and killing people simply because they don't believe in what you believe or simply because they don't become a Muslim. So I saw so much oppression. And after that, gradually I lost my faith in Islam. I could not believe this is God. I could not believe God could be this mean and oppressive. So after that, my faith was gradually crumbling, and that wasn't a good news to me. When I found out that Islam is not the truth, it wasn't a good news because, you know, it's like I invested so much time and energy and efforts into this. Not only me, but my whole family, a generation, a nation. And that was the turning point in my life that I lost my faith in Islam. But then it led me to a depression and hopelessness because then I began to ask the question, so if there is no God, then who made this world? If there is one, then who is he? Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, my father passed away. I dropped out of school. So it's like all these pains piled up and all these problems and tragedies piled up for me to 
abandoned Islam. And after I abandoned Islam and my faith in Islam was destroyed, was gone, then I began to question the meaning of life. Okay, what am I doing here? And if there's no God, then what is the purpose of life? Why do we live 80, 90 years? We work hard, we go to school, we get a degree, we find a job, we get married, we have children, and then you die at the end. Mm. And I was thinking, if death is the end, why not now? Why have to go through so much injustice and oppression and then you die at the end? Mm. Because, you know, you would see around yourself in the world how much oppression and people get executed and then wars. And I had these questions that I could not ignore. I had these concerns and questions that I could not simply ignore. I wanted to know God if he really existed. And if there was no God, then everything would be an accident and no purpose to it. Mm. So in the middle of that depression and hopelessness mm. and isolation, and I was just crying out to God, God, if you're real, show yourself to me. Yeah. Because mm. at the same time, I was looking around myself. I could not deny that God doesn't exist. Everything around me was telling me that there's a God. Look at the nature. Look at the moon, the stars. Yeah. Look at the sun. Look at the human body. Look at the things around us. I knew that somebody has, must have designed this. Yeah. But I didn't know who he was. And I was crying out to him and no answer. Until when I was 19 years old, I was very depressed. And one day, you know, in Iran, having a satellite dish is illegal. But most of people have them. You know, they buy them in black market and then secretly watch satellite to see, you know, what's happening in the other side of the world. Wow. Having a Bible is illegal. Having a church is illegal. Being oh. a Christian is illegal. So what happened was my brother had a satellite dish and I came across a channel. I was just one day out of desperation flipping this channel and I came across this channel. And this brother was talking about Jesus. He was saying that Jesus is the son of God. He died for me on the cross and he was buried and he rose from the dead on the third day. And if I put my faith and trust in him, I'll be saved. Mm. Now, that was the first time in my life I heard that because I knew that Jesus existed. They told me that Jesus was a prophet in Islam and he was only one of the prophets. He just was a good person. He loved children. And then he left and then the next one came. I was told that you know he was never crucified and he's not the son of God. But then I heard for the first time that he actually died for me, that he is the son of God. He rose from the dead. Wow. And he's the savior. He's the Lord. And he's God who came into the flesh. And that was too hard for me to believe. I didn't believe in Islam anymore, but still I had this resentment toward believing that God has a son or God became a human. It was right. hard for me to grasp that. So I rejected the whole premise. I rejected the, the whole idea and I was still hopeless and depressed. Well, you know, there are people listening right now who are wondering, is Jesus the Son of God and is He the way, the truth, and the life? And something else happened to you as you started to unlock some things in the internet and learn more. And we're going to find out how you realize Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we're going to have you back on our next show. Thank you so much, Ramin, for sharing with us. Thank you. You know, that was really interesting to hear about how many growing up thought, well, I can get good points. You know, mm -hmm. almost like you're collecting good deeds to go to heaven. Mm. And I don't think it's only how he felt being a Muslim, but there are people everywhere all around the world who would yeah. say, how do you get to heaven? Well, you have to be a good person. You have mm -hmm. to earn points and do good things to earn those points. Right. But how many points do you need to earn? Well, the Bible says that we can skip the whole point system and we can really know that we're going to heaven when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. He's paved the way for us if we receive and believe in Him. And I'm believing right now that someone is hearing and saying, gosh, that's me. I've been living this point system for God to try to get there. 
and I know that I can't do it. I want that assurance. So Jesus, for my friend who's listening, we call upon your name. We want to trade our life score for your score because mm-hmm. you got a hundred percent, Jesus. Yes. And we receive you. We receive yes. what you've purchased for Jesus. us, eternal life. We give our lives to you and we want you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Call upon your name in Jesus' money name. You no longer have to work to get to God's love. Yet while you were sinners, Christ died for you. So call out to Him so He can heal you and forgive you and accept you as His child. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life. 